tell you how we're going to tackle it over the next eight weeks. And this is basically it. Um, I'm not going to work through that, but there's eight segments uh, on that slide that we're going to work through. The structure comes from a book that, um, that I've read with a couple of others in church, and I'm not going to preach that book to you like we did in the Crazy Busy series. That was very much a book, and I pretty much gave you the content of the book, save you from reading it. Um, I'm going to use this lady, her name's Sherry Harney, the structure that she writes a book on, I think is very good because it gets us to ask some of the questions that we probably wrestle with in prayer. And I really want to, as best I can, scratch where it itches when it comes to this issue of prayer in our lives. And I'm hoping that this structure will help us to do that and I'll draw very widely on sources to, to preach the content. For today, I want us to ask just one question. Very simple question. What is prayer? Kind of know what it is, but think about it deeper. You had to define it. What even is it? <laughs> if, if, if I probably was to ask five people in this building, I'd get five different answers. They'll be similar in some ways, but they'll also be quite different if I was to ask five random people in Devonport, I'd get five very different answers as to <laughs> what prayer actually is. And so I want to therefore start today with this very basic fundamental question. I'm going to give three things today that I think prayer is. There's probably more, but I want to draw on this. And they come from a Christian author and pastor called Tim Keller, I've just reworked them for us today. Okay? Three things. What is prayer? Number one, prayer is an instinct. Prayer is an instinct. You know, as humans, we know and we have always known deep inside us that there's something out there. Well, the the majority of history, we may not always have been, all people may not always have been certain what that something is, but we, most people would say, we know there's something out there and in some way we, we can communicate with him or them or it and in some ways they or it or he or she can communicate back to us. You know, we, we seem to have been born with this this innate instinct to go, yeah, there is something out there. According to research, uh, Australians certainly believe that. That's the latest sort of stats that we have, you know. Um, there's people in Australia who know that they should pray. Some pray to Allah, some meditate, Buddhists would meditate, and there's some connection with the transcendent. Spiritual, non-religious people of whom... 32% of Australians say they are, would say there's nothing out there, and yet you would read on a headline of a newspaper, still this, praying for rain, the mercury, on Thursday. And we still ask the question, you know, what is it that would make um, editors of a newspaper like this, in a day and age 
that we live in, where we really, most people would say in Tasmania, there's no God, we still seem to, at least in times of disaster, say, man, maybe we just need to pray. Maybe let's just reach for that something out there. Even, even if we're not sure what or who or, or what it is, there's still, <laughs> still that innate sense in us that says there is something. The Bible puts it this way. It says the basic reality of God is plain enough. Open your eyes. There it is. By taking a long and thoughtful look at what God has created, people have always been able to see what their eyes as such can't see. Eternal power, for instance, and the mystery of his divine being. Nobody has a good excuse. We know, even at an instinctive level, that there's something and we can talk about something. I'd like to talk to you today if you are considering yourself in this category. Because it's quite possible that there will be many people here this morning for whom prayer, if they have to say what prayer is, they would say, well, this is kind of what it is for me right now. I want you to think about your life of prayer. I pray, but I'm not sure who or what it is I'm praying to. I'm not really sure who or what that thing or it wants to communicate back to me. I'm just not sure. I I know I should pray. I know there's something out there, but but you're right, I'm, I'm unclear about who this is. Can I say firstly, if that's you this morning, <laughs> good on you, I'm so encouraged that you're in that place. You know, to, to, to be in that place to say that I know there's something out there. Uh, a lot of people would quite illogically say, no, there is nothing out there. And that's impossible. I, I'm quite convinced that if I was not a Christian, I would belong to a different religion or a different spiritual system. I like bacon, so there's a few that's knocked out in that, what that alternative would be. But, but, you know, if it wasn't for God, having done what he did in my life, I'm convinced that I'd still be in that position where I know there's something out there. So prayer is a relevant topic for you if you're in that position. And other than encouraging you this morning for your openness to that, can I please perhaps press you a little bit and say, your prayers at this stage is a lot like texting a number without the name. You ever had that? You ever had that text come in or text conversation, but you haven't stored the name of the person in your, in your contact list? You know, I've, I've done that, and, and I'm always finding that it's such an awkward thing because what do you do? Do you, do you text the person and say, who is this? But what if they've known you for a long time and you think, well, they're going to be offended if I, if I text them and I don't even have their, their, their name saved in my contact list. I, so I often just string them along. Like, you know, I just, yeah, we'll meet you for coffee, 3 p.m. Corona, that's good, I'll be there. And you look out for who it is, <laughs> whether you know them. But you know, that's, sometimes our prayer, if, if it's only instinctive, it's a little bit like that. We, we're texting. We know there's something out there, but, but there's no name to that number. And this is where the second thing that prayer is kicks in. Prayer is an instinct. 
but prayer is also a gift. Christian singer-songwriter Matt Redman, we sing some of his songs here. He writes this in one of his songs. Father, we cannot come to you by our own merit. Oh, sorry, this is a gifted response. Father, we cannot come to you by our own merit. We will come in the name of your Son as he glorifies you in the power of your Spirit. Father, this, my prayers that I pray, is a gifted response. A gifted response. If you don't know who it is that you're texting with, the best thing to do is to swallow your pride and send that text out and say, who is this? Assuming that person is a loving friend, what they'll do is they'll just send you their name. (laughs) And the truth is that that conversation over that text message all of a sudden carries so much more meaning you know who it is that you're talking with. Conversation is just not the same anymore. And you know what, friends, this is prayer. But prayer is, is, is and can only really be what it, what it ought to be if God has gifted to us an understanding of who he is. God has to give us his, his, his name and his, his face, if you like, to his number. How do we get that? Well, there's, there's two ways in how we get that. Um, firstly, we can know who God is. We can see who God is simply by what he has given us. He's given us the Bible. You can read everything in there and you can know who God is. But still, it's a little bit like checking out the number in the phone book. There's another thing to this getting to know who God is. God's got to show us himself in our hearts of hearts. This is the work of God that he does in us as we come to faith. We've got to know who God is at a head level, but we've got to know who God is at a heart level. God has to reveal himself to us as we come to faith in Jesus Christ. And from that moment on, your prayers are not random anymore. You know who you're praying to. There's a name on the other end of the conversation you know who's talking to you. You know what he's done for you. You know how much he loves you. It becomes incredibly personal. Again, I want to talk to you this morning if you're in that category where you're convinced that your prayers are purely prayed out of instinct, um, Maybe you know at a head level who Jesus is, but uh, but you haven't quite uh, gone to the place where you've asked him, show me, show me who you are in my heart. I invite you this morning that you would pray a simple prayer. God, show me who you are. Will you give me your number? I want to know you. Give me what I need that my prayers can be a gifted response. It's not random text messages with someone I don't know. It's it's gifted. The great thing about God is this. He loves to give his number, his name to his number, I should say. He loves that. His promise is so 
firm, so sure in Scripture. This is what Karen read to us this morning. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. The one who knocks, to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. God will take your prayers to a gifted response. You know, we're not exactly sure always how this works, but Scripture is very clear. We can ask him, God, I want to know you. Show me who you are. Prayer is an instinct. Prayer is a gifted response that God gives to his children. In other words, you're a Christian. And in some ways, I can stop this sermon right here but I think I'll be missing out on the deepest part of what prayer is. If I stop here, it's a little bit like driving the Great Ocean Road and you turn around and go home before you got to the Twelve Apostles. You've missed out of the, the crowning glory of what that drive is supposed to be like and it's the same with prayer. So, there's one more thing about what prayer is. Here it is. A lot of people... know who the number belongs to that they're texting. Prayer, at least has been at some stage, a gifted response in their lives. And then what we do is we sort of save God's name in the contacts and we just never call on it again. For some reason we, we might text it every now and again. Maybe, maybe for some reason if we're, uh, if we're in trouble, we might fly out a text. For some reason we might check in like we might check in with distant relatives at some stage. It's there, the relationship's there. We know who we're talking to, but it's, it's limited. Very, very limited. <laughs> Here's the problem with that. You know, God doesn't want to text with you every now and again. He, he doesn't even want to have a phone conversation with you. <laughs> He wants to meet with you in person a lot. He, he loves that. He, he wants to have a, a conversation with you that, that is a very specific type of conversation that he seeks, that he desires. Conversation. You're going to say, well, okay, what, what type of conversation does God want to have with me? Let's work with the relationships that we have in our lives with people to have an analogy or an illustration. You know, you have different types of conversations with different people in your life. There's a group of people in your life who's, who are the yellow people in the outer circle of that diagram who, with whom you have conversations regularly, maybe not so regularly, but, you know, you're only going to reveal yourself to a certain extent to them. And these are people that work the conversations that you have with them would be about the footy, about what recipes you like, what you did over the weekend. Maybe you'll share a little bit more depth about things that you struggle with. But by and large, these are fairly everyday conversations. You don't go into any level of depth. You certainly don't disclose much of yourself to them. Right? Then there's a next level of conversation. There's a group of people who you would say they're closer friends. 
you might reveal more of yourself to them, but they're still not like the people who are in the inner core of your life. Those in your life to whom you will fully disclose yourself. Those who will fully disclose themselves to you. You know, that type of conversation with, with these one or maybe two people in your life, if you're blessed enough to have them, you know that in the context of that type of conversation, you're sharing your very selves with each other. The conversation becomes a personal encounter. It becomes a true connection between you and that person. That conversation is not about information. It's more than that. And church, the truth is, this is the conversation God wants to have with us. Prayer is more than just an instinct. It's more than just a gifted response. It's an encounter. It's an encounter with the living God. It's that type of conversation. And it should stagger us that God would want to have that conversation with me. What staggers me is that is the two sides to that conversation. Not only is it a type of conversation where I can disclose myself fully for who I am to God, but here's the staggering part. He wants to disclose who he is to me. He, he wants me to have that type of relationship with him. And in prayer, it, It's staggeringly amazing that, that this is the Christian God and this is what he wants to have with us. The Apostle Paul prays, Christians, this prayer. He says, I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, long, high and deep is the love of Christ. And then listen to this. To know this love that surpasses knowledge. And you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. What I want for you, Paul says, I want for you to encounter God in your life, in your prayer life. Famous Christian writer J.I. Packer puts it this way. He says, knowing God is a matter of personal dealing. Knowing God is more than knowing about him. It's a matter of dealing with him as he opens up to you and being dealt with by him. Friends open their hearts to each other by what they say and do. We must not lose sight of the fact that knowing God is an emotional relationship as well as an intellectual one and a volitional one. And it could not indeed be a deep relationship between two persons if it wasn't like this. possible. Many of us have been Christians for a long time. We prayed instinctively. We knew perfectly well who it is that we are praying to. But it's only been text messaging. We've yet to break into, we've yet to grow, we've yet to step into the, the full experience of God's awesome 
power and intimacy that he has for us in prayer. And of course, if that's you today, my hope is that God will draw us all over the next eight weeks, over as long as he would have us journey together into that kind of prayer. Prayer is only an instinct. I pray that it will become a gifted response. If it's only a gifted response, we pray that it will become an encounter with God. This is what we're going for. And so let me finish off with this. What's prayer? It's an instinct. It's a gifted response to understanding who God is, to Him showing Himself to us. It's an encounter with the living God every time we meet with Him. But it's all a bit academic. Here's a one-liner that I found during the week that really blew my mind. By author Tim Chester. What is prayer? Prayer is that for which we were made. (laughs) We were made to live with God. We were made to know God. We may be like our ancestors, Adam and Eve, where God comes and he walks with them in the cool of the day. Prayer is who we are. It's what we call to. It's what the Christian life is about. Now, I don't know what, what kind of ideas of prayer sits in your head or what your exposure to it was in the past or how it's perhaps not been represented or encouraged in the right ways, but I do know that I'd love us to discover this, that we know how awesome prayer is, that we're okay to say, yeah, this is a good thing. We love the thought that prayer is why I was made. And so over the next weeks, let's make an investment in this area of our lives. Let's make an investment that will take us to places in our relationship with God that we've only ever dreamed of as being possible. One thing is certain. God is keen to take us there. Let's pray. Our God, we want to go places with you over the next eight weeks, stirring us a desire to want you, Father, in ways that are new, ways that are strong. Help us, help each of us to just take that next step. This we pray in Jesus' name.